Hello, and welcome to Zach's Corner, the other show from the pod people, with your third favorite host, Zach. This week we did an incredible movie, and when you do incredible movies, you have to bring on incredible people. And that's what we did. We got... I don't even know how we did it. I don't know how we did it, but we pulled it off. In studio, we have the man, the myth, the legend. We have Dutch. Dutch, say hi. I haven't seen my family in three days. Please send help. (laughs) Shut up. You like it. (laughs) The spectacular movie that we did this week is The Fog. And we did The Fog because when I was a kid, it scared the shit out of me. But that's not the main reason we did it. We did it because Dutch and I share something in common. We are fanatical about John Carpenter. He's one of our guys, one of our favorite directors. And when I think... Oh, we got to do a horror movie with Dutch for our horror block of Zack's Corner. We're doing horror. We got to do Carpenter. We're going to do one Dutch hasn't seen. So that's how we landed on The Fog. Because it's a terrific movie. And it checks all the boxes. How do you not want to do John Carpenter with Dutch? And that's exactly what we did. Exactly. See, you get it, man. <laughs> oh, I'm so happy you're here. <laughs> all right. Uh, let's do fun facts. Uh, it's released uh, February 8th, 1980. Uh, there's a budget of $1 million, and uh, they grossed $20 million, So, right? There you go. They, uh, they made it I think it was 24 I don't know why I put 20 um, when I was reading. I don't know. I get drunk when I do this sometimes, kids. <laughs> don't do that. <laughs> and, of course, our director is dear friend of the show. Not really, but he's a hero of the show, John Carpenter. Who did my favorite horror movie of all time, Halloween, and Dutch's favorite horror movie of all time, The Thing. So, you know, he's he's a mutual love. You know, we got we got people that we all love, and Carpenter's definitely one of those guys. And I mean, you know, how do you know, right? He's Carpenter. There you go. I, I believe I've stated this on a different podcast, but well, it's, we did. They live best Carpenter yeah. since Jesus. I know he is, man. <laughs> you know, so yeah. Anytime we get a chance to do John Carpenter, we're going to do it. Don't be shocked if you see Big Trouble in Little China, either on my show or the main show sometime. The man knows his way around a camera. Yeah. Carpenter's the man. All right. Without further ado, let's take a trip to Antonio Bay and let's get into the fog. So we start with this uh, older guy. And he's got a whole bunch of kids. And this isn't a pervert thing, I swear. (laughs) He's telling them. He's regaling them with a ghost story. He's spinning a yarn about something that happened. And he says it's 11.55. Five minutes before midnight. You know, know, and all the spooky shit happens at midnight. And he tells them this story about uh, how it's going to be the 21st of April at midnight. So in five minutes, 21st of April. And why that's significant is... Because 100 years ago, right where they're at, in Spivey Point, there was this clipper ship. And it was at sea, and all this fog surrounded it. And the only light it could see was a tiny light, and so they went towards it. Turns out it was a campfire on the beach. And the clipper ship named the, uh, why do I, I know it, and then I get nervous and I'm here, known as the Elizabeth Dane crashes on the rocks and it sinks because it's going towards shore 
Not towards hull splits, mass shatters. Yeah. He's very graphic. See, he gets it. Says that they're the sailors' lungs fill with seawater to a bunch of little kids. I love it. That's why we bring this guy on. Because he's otherwise just me rambling again. We got the guy. Alright? <laughs> Big coup. <laughs> Only the best for the people over here. Alright? <laughs> Alright, so we get through that. <laughs> uh, yeah, and then they said that. Once the, this happened, the fog lifted, and it never came back. Like, it never came again, right? And the legend says the fog will return to Antonio Bay, right? Like, when it does, the men will come back, and they'll search for the, the people that lit the campfire that led them to their death. Yeah, so spooky shit. <laughs> so our first, like, our next shot after this little campfire scene, right, is we go to a church. It's uh, being closed up for the evening. You know, the guy wants to go home. And we're listening to a radio station hosted by our DJ, Stevie Wayne. And, uh, yeah. So then we go into the back office, and there's a priest, and he's drinking. <laughs> yeah, he's getting real sacramental back there. Yeah, you know. <laughs> and the, the guy that's closing up, his name is uh, Bennett. And Bennett. He's, he's leaving for the night. And so then uh, the priest is like, all right. <laughs> well, um, he asks if he can get paid. Well, yeah. And he's like, come back tomorrow. You know what? Come in later tomorrow. Come in later. Because <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> he ain't got the scratch. Yeah. And so then the priest is alone. And then uh, part of the wall breaks off and lands on his desk. Right? And he's just like, what the hell? And in the wall, he finds a journal. Right? And then in it, it says, you know, midnight to one o'clock is, you know, that's when bad shit happens. Right? And he's like, oh, what the hell is this about? <laughs> then we get some shots of the town. And uh, it's it's midnight now. Right? Some some. Excellently beautiful establishing shots. John yeah. Carpenter just soaking in the scenery. Yeah, man. <laughs> and, you know, we show the police station. Then there's some pay phones ringing. And then we get to, a, like, a grocery store. And uh, there's a clerk in there. He's sleeping up. And he walks by the orange juice and he drinks some. And then he puts it back because he's a piece of shit. <laughs> and then weird shit starts happening around the store. Stuff starts moving. Like, a mirror starts moving. He starts... Hearing, like, glasses shaking. He's like, what the hell? And then a sign falls. And he goes to figure out what the hell happened. Then he sees the sign fell. He's like, all right. <laughs> and he's, like, wigging out. As you would, you know. <laughs> then we go to a gas station. And uh, one of the pumps falls off. And then gas is all over the floor. And then we're at, like, an auto body shop. And then the car's on a lift. It lifts up. So just all this spooky, weird shit's happening. Because, you know, it's midnight, and that's when the bad shit happens, right? We yeah. read that in the book. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that's what we're told. And then there's car alarms going off around the city. Uh, there's bells ringing. Like, there's all kinds of just crazy shit happening. There's a, there's a great shot. There's a, there's a car lot or a parking lot. I'm not sure which. And at the same time, all the horns honk and all the lights turn on. Yeah, which means they either have it rigged to an electrical system, or they got a bunch of uh, they got a bunch of uh, um, interns like laying yeah. down in the front, <laughs> all all timed up. You know. Yeah. <laughs> either and, way, yeah. good job. And then we go inside of a lady's house, and uh, the actress is Annie from Halloween. So Carpenter's bringing in some of his old buddies here. Yeah. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> and uh, she's in her house, and her chair moves across the room. She's like, "What the?" <laughs> and the next thing we have is a guy driving around, and his name is Nick. We'll just get the names out of the way right yeah, here. Nick Castle. Nick Castle. Yeah. <laughs> and he picks up Jamie Lee Curtis, 
So the again, dream. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, her name in this is Elizabeth. And, uh, you know, they're just, you know, banter. It's light fun. You know, they're having a good time. And then, uh, uh, you know, she uh, Elizabeth asked Nick, he's like, are you weird? And he's like, oh, yeah, super weird. And then uh, <laughs> Elizabeth's like, oh, great. The last guy was way too normal. So, you know, they're just having fun. Yeah. You know, they're talking about the hitchhiking and how everything's going. And they're driving along. And then out of nowhere, the windows in his car just break. Like, they shatter and there's glass going everywhere. Like, what the fuck just happened? You know what I mean? It, it's just out of nowhere. They're like, oh, we don't know what... And then the lights on the car start flickering. I'm like, well, this is kind of weird, man. This is odd. And then our next thing we get is we're in the lighthouse. And Stevie Wayne, our radio DJ, we've been listening to on the radio this whole time. She's just talking, really just adding more atmosphere to everything. Mm -hmm. uh, she's on the phone with uh, the weatherman, Dan. Yeah. Yeah, and he weatherman tells... Weatherman Dan. yeah. And uh, he tells her there's a boat in the ocean called the seagrass, and there's a fog bank rolling into the seagrass, right? And so she's like, oh, okay. So she's on, and she gets back on the on the radio station, and she's like, hey to all you fellows over there on the seagrass. I'm trying to be seductive. All right, it's yeah. not really working. So you can picture it in her head. This is the same actress who would go on in the 90s to voice Catwoman for Batman the Animated Series. Well, there you go. See? That's extra facts. I like it. <laughs> 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 it's why we bring professionals <laughs> and uh, so she calls out to the people on the radio and she's like careful for the fog rolling in and then she's like this one's for you guys and then they're on the boat and they're like there's no fog and the guy checks the window again oh there's fog <laughs> and it's like a shit grip of fog and it's dense and it's got this weird glow to it like what the hell is going on and then they, they start looking around at like the stuff <laughs> the radar <laughs> and they see like oh, there's something out there so two guys go out on the deck of the ship to go check and they're like what the hell's out here and this really old-timey boat like sails by like what the fuck is this and then they start hearing some weird shit and like, what's going on and they're like who's out there and they look and then we look down the ship like down their boat and there's all these dudes in the yeah, it's a great shot. Like these silhouettes. I'm like, what the hell is going on here? And, you know, they're kind of trying to figure it out. And then one of them gets stabbed from behind with a sword. And they're like, oh, shit. So, like, the fog's got dudes, and they're murdering people. And they kill the other people on the boat, too. They got uh, giant gaffs, and uh, it yeah. looks like a hay baler, but it's a big hook on yeah. the end of the thing, and they're just driving it into them. They're yeah. stabbing them with knives. Yeah, it's it, pretty bad. <laughs> it's a fun time. Yeah, fun times for everybody but the people on the boat. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right. See, and this is why, you know, I get seeing them banter, banter, you know, me talk. <laughs> um, <laughs> all right. So after this, Dan calls back to the radio and he says the, uh, the fog's moving west uh, instead of east. So it's like she's like it's it's going against the wind right because yeah. the wind's going east but the fog's moving west and like how is that possible like the fog can't go against the wind yeah like that doesn't sound right and then our next shot is uh nick and elizabeth are in bed together so they got down she paid for that ride <laughs> and this is where their names are actually introduced yeah and so they banged before they even knew each other's names which yeah. is great that's hilarious oh you know what they say cash grass or ass no one rides for free amen <laughs> 
And they get some banter, you know, you get some character-building shit, um, you know. <laughs> you want all that, just watch the movie. It's actually adorable. Yeah. <laughs> but the main thing that happens is uh, they hear at the door, because they look and saw starting a little foggy around the house. Yeah. And then they hear the... I know how yeah, how loud that is, so if you guys are like, fuck you! I'm real sorry. There's like four knocks at the door. Yeah. And Nick looks and he can see his his uh, door is kind of glass, right? Like it's see-through. And so he sees fog and he sees like a figure like standing yeah. in front of the door. He's like, what the fuck? <laughs> so he gets up, he's getting his pants on and he's walking towards the thing. And then the clock chimes. Like he has like a grandfather clock and it's, it's now one o'clock, right? And the knocking stops and the fog dissipates. So when he opens the door, nothing there. <laughs> He's fine. <laughs> yeah, it really should have been twice on the pipe because he wasn't going to show. There you go. <laughs> and oh, then, no. <laughs> and then we hear that Stevie Wayne's show is over because her show ends at one o'clock, and uh, that's our first night in the fog. And as Dutch so eloquently put. He's like, that could be a short film within itself. He's yeah. like, you could just roll credits right there. That's really good. <laughs> All right. Uh, our next thing is the next morning. We see a kid running on a beach, as kids often do. Uh, he's fucking around near the rocks, and then uh, he sees a gold coin in the water. And the waves are brushing back and forth, and he sees this gold coin. And then a couple more times. And then it comes, like the waves come, and they go back. And now it's a board, and it says, Dane. Which, if you recall, is the part of the name of the ship that crashed a hundred years ago on Spivey Point. <laughs> How about that? Yeah. So we find out the kid is actually Stevie Wayne's son, our radio DJ. And he brings it over to Stevie and he's like, Mom, Mom, I found this, this uh, board. It was a gold coin and then it turned into a board. And she's like, all right, Tiger, whatever, man. Because she's a mom. It's she, too early for yeah. this. <laughs> she's like, up at one. Yeah. <laughs> feed you your Captain Crunch. Yeah, and Leave then yeah, he tells the mom, they were, she was asking about how it's night. And she's like, yeah, we heard some cool ghost stories, right? So that's fun. <laughs> and then our next thing is Nick and Elizabeth, they're at the dock. And Nick's talking to someone working at the docks. And he's like, uh, did the seagrass come in last night? Where's the seagrass? Because his friend's on the seagrass. And he's like... We're a little worried, you know, they should be in, you know. And he's like, we never drunk that much to where we never came back in. Yeah. <laughs> and then uh, we get our next thing is we're introduced to two more characters. Well, not two more, because Sandy, the woman's house where the chair moves, we get her. We found out her name is Sandy. And then we get an older woman. Her name is Mrs. Williams. And it's none other than, of course, Jamie Lee Curtis's mom. Janet Lee, mm -hmm. who's also the woman from Psycho. So, you know, more horror bona fides here. Because yeah. Carpenter doesn't mess around. He loves doing his nods. <laughs> um, and so that, that's always fun. <laughs> and uh, they're planning the 100-year uh, celebration of Antonio Bay. They, they want to celebrate it. Like, this is a big deal for the town. And so it's tonight. And they're just kind of doing last-minute things. They're looking at the statue that they're going to unveil later. And, you know, it's real nice. And then we get a shot of uh, Stevie. She's driving her car, which is a thing, which is funny because he makes the thing later, right? And so it's funny that her car would be a thing. That's got to be a nether nod, right? Perhaps. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and she hears on the radio, the Coast Guard is looking for the Seagrass and its crew. 
And it says, if anybody knows where the seagrass is or has seen the seagrass, let the Coast Guard know. And then we're back to Nick and Elizabeth, and they're on a boat, and they're looking for the seagrass. And they're with another captain, and he points out to them, oh, there it is. So they see the seagrass is right there. And then we're, there's a lot in this movie towards jumping from scene to scene, right? <laughs> and so I'm just going to I'm gonna nip it in the ass right here. I'm just going to do the whole thing with them looking at the seagrass. Otherwise, we're Fair jumping enough. way too yeah. far back and forth. So they get on the seagrass, and it's a little weird, right? They're looking around. They don't really see anybody. And they're like, what's really happening here? You know? And then they go inside of the ship, and all the instruments are all broken. And the thermostat is broken on the ship. And yeah, the thermometer. Yeah, and it's at uh, 20 degrees. And he's like, doesn't look like there's any water in here, but it got really cold. And they're looking further down in the ship, and he's like... The walls are rusted. Like, what the hell happened yeah. in here? It looks like the ship's been underwater. Looks for... like it got rolled and righted itself. Yeah. And then, so they're just sitting in, and then they sit down. And Nick tells a story about his dad. You know, how his dad found a ship where the crew was missing. But he found a gold coin. And he put the gold coin in his pocket. And he was telling the kids the story. And he was going to give the kid the gold coin. But then the gold coin is missing. So it's really weird. So this, to me, harkens back. There are some stories of ships and sailors and they would find boats in the modern day and previously where it would be abandoned no one would be on the boat but food would be half eaten mm. and just it looks like everyone got up and left and nobody knew why and then they found out that there was this phenomenon where the boat would just catch on fire without burning anything and everyone would abandon ship because of that oh so, yeah yeah that's crazy. Like everything would, would light up on the surface yeah. and it wouldn't hurt or touch anything, but that would be enough to get me off of a ship if oh, I'm a sailor in yeah, the 1700s. For sure. Yeah. yeah. That's <laughs> so, so that harkened back to those stories and they didn't know what caused that in the 80s. They only found that out like 10 years ago. Well, there so, you go. Yeah. And so uh, Nick and Elizabeth are talking a little bit more than uh, something falls and uh, it's like a locker opens. And so Elizabeth moves to close it, and then behind her, a body drops on yeah. her. And she wigs the fuck out, and she gives us one of her screams. <laughs> As any normal person would. Yeah. <laughs> All right. And then uh, they go later, there's an autopsy, and you know they find out from the coroner or whatever yeah. that it looks like the guy drowned. Because there's yeah. fluid in his lungs, and looks like he's been underwater for a while. Yeah, he has. Uh, he's got uh, sediment in his fingernails. Yeah, and which, he's got algae like on his body. Yeah, and, and his wounds are stuffed with algae. It says yeah. that it looks like he's been underwater for like a month. Yeah, and Elizabeth's in the room with the body, and it gets up from the table. She doesn't know, and then it gets up and starts walking towards her, and then she turns and she screams, and they walk in like Nick walks in with the coroner, and the body's on the ground. Mm. And they're like, oh, what the fuck? <laughs> well, if anybody's going to raise the dead. Amen. <laughs> All right. And so then the other half of this that keeps flashing back and forth is we have uh, Mrs. Williams and Sandy. And they're driving up to the church. And uh, this is where we find out that Mrs. Williams, like on this drive, we found out Mrs. Williams' husband is on the seagrass. And so he's missing and she's like worried and... They're talking about the weird things that happened at midnight last night. And they're like, what the heck's going on? And so then they get up to the church. And they're, 
And one of the things, Mrs. Williams, because she's always moving, right? She's like, oh, this has got to be my next project. We got to renovate this church. It's looking old. Yeah. <laughs> and so she's always 100 miles an hour. She's yeah. still got the celebration to get to tonight, but she's already on to her next thing. <laughs> we, we all have someone like that. Yeah, highly motivated. So then they go to a meeting with uh, Father Malone. To which Dutch just started breaking off all these great Malone jokes. It's good times. Yeah, don't leave them alone with children. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's so great. So they go to Malone's office, and he shows them the journal. And he starts to read from the journal. Mm. Then we find out that there's this man, and his name is Blake, and he's rich. And uh, he's from a leper colony. Yeah. And he wants to move... You know, to like the near them. You know, yeah. he wants to move the colony closer to land, and uh, you know he's got all this money, and he he bought a ship with part of the fortune, and so the townspeople are like, uh, "We really don't want to have a leper colony a mile away from you." Us. Really didn't. Yeah, and so the their plan is they're gonna sink his ship, and they're gonna steal his gold. Because they're like, we can build a church. We can do so many great things. It's a solid plan. Yeah. And so what they do is, we get the story from earlier, right? It's a foggy night, and they light a campfire on the shore. Yeah. And they lure Blake in. It was in. intentional. Yeah, they lure Blake in, and his ship sinks, and they go and get the gold tomorrow. And so we find out, oh, shit. <laughs> well, that's not very good. <laughs> like, like most small towns, it was founded by horrible murders. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then uh, the priest has, like, a moment where he was just, like, he's totally baffled by this. And they're all, like, telling Yeah, because this is his grandfather. Yeah, yeah. His grandfather's one of the conspirators. And he's just like, oh, man. So he's really taken back by this, that the town's formed by murderers, right? And he's just like... He says, town celebration is a sham. Yeah, exactly. And then we go to the lighthouse. Stevie Wayne has shown up to work, and she's got the board from the, uh, from the she's got the Dane board with her. Yeah. And uh, she goes upstairs, and she sets the Dane board on a stack of tapes. Yeah. And then she's, like, listening to the morning reads or whatever, because she's got a tape going on in the background. Because she's the only one that works at the radio station. It's her station. And so she's got a whole bunch of promo shit playing until she can put music on for the day. Um, and then... Uh, the sign starts leaking. Well, yeah, the sign starts leaking. See, that's why we got you. <laughs> well, because I did things out of order to make it yeah. more streamlined so we don't have to jump back and forth, back and forth, yeah. back and forth. But then in doing that, now my notes are, oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, the sign starts leaking all over the tapes. And it starts leaking on a tape recorder. And it starts to... Say some really weird shit. Yeah, it says uh, six must die and that there's a, um, I wrote this down because I love it, an albatross like a millstone around your necks, <laughs> which um, I love, I love the albatross, uh, the the sign of, uh, of guilt from yeah. Prime of the Ancient Mariner. Yeah. Any Anytime anything rep references that albatross, I, I get a little excited for no discernible reason. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And then the sign bursts into flames. And so she... Puts it out with a fire extinguisher, and then everything goes back to normal. Yeah. She's like, what the fuck is this? I'd be a little confused. Yeah. I'd wonder why my kid soaked a sign in kerosene and handed it to me. <laughs> He's a pranker. Oh, that Andy. Yeah. <laughs> and then now we get to where we're in the evening, and there's shots of the town, and you know they show the celebration. There's a guy giving a speech, and then we go into the bar, and Nick's in the bar with Mrs. Williams, the sheriff, 
and uh, and uh, Annie, what's her name? Sandy. <laughs> yeah, Sandy. <laughs> Sandy. <laughs> and they're like, ah, oh, the Coast Guard's still looking for your husband. You know, they're trying to comfort her. You're like, you're going to be okay. And then they're like, you don't have to go out and give your speech. And she's like, no, no, I need to be distracted. I got to do my work because it's going to drive me crazy. So she leaves, and then Nick's in the bar. And on the radio, Stevie's on the radio. And she's talking about the fog, you know, from last night, right? And she's like, it's going to be foggy tonight. Yeah. And uh, so Nick calls the station, and he asks her about the fog from last night. And they're talking about how the fog was glowing. And she's like, it was the weirdest thing. She's like, glowing fog. And it was moving against the wind. And then uh, she says it's happening around midnight. And then that's like, oh, this is when the town was going crazy. So they figure, oh, this is, the fog had something to do with all the weird stuff that happened last night. Yeah. And then uh, we get a shot of Dan, who's our weather guy, showing up at the weather station. Dan has it hot for our radio. Oh, DJ. he does. He switched shifts just to just to be able to talk to her on uh, Halloween or not Halloween. <laughs> I gotta quit drinking before we do this. <laughs> During this, he because the night before he was talking about how he wanted to go to the celebration. Yeah. But he switched shifts at this time, so that way he can talk to Stevie. <laughs> and uh, the guy who uh, he's relieving, he's leaving, and he's like, "Oh, there's a big fog bank coming in from the east, so I'm gonna go home. You take care of this." <laughs> So then Dan, he calls into Stevie, and he says, oh, there's there's more fog coming in. It's heading into the mainland from the southeast. And then uh, we get Nick, who's uh, he's driving around in his truck. And uh, he hears about the fog on the radio, and he hears it's going to go past the weather station. So Nick decides he's going to drive towards it, because he's really concerned about the fog, because he thinks the fog had something to do with what happened to seagrass. Yeah. So he's going towards it. Oh, he has a, um, um, almost said Tony Lee Curtis. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he has Elizabeth with him. He's got Elizabeth in tow this whole time. Yeah. And uh, um, so they talk about the fog, and she says it's glowing. And uh, she's talking to Dan about the fog, and he's just like, yeah, whatever. He's doing the usual horror movie, like, oh, whatever. I don't need any of this. <laughs> yeah. I'm good. Yeah. And then lights go out in the station. And he's just like, what the hell? And then he sees lights coming through the window. And then he hears the knocks on the door. I won't do it again because I don't know how loud that turned out. Yeah. But it, Imagine some knocks. Yeah. There's Very like, creepy. There's knocks. usually at least four. Sometimes there's a little less. Sometimes there's a little more. But there's, yeah, just creepy knocks on the door. And they're slow and methodical. And so Dan opens the door. And he's just like, ooh, nothing here. And he's still on the phone with Stevie. So he's still like kind of taunting going, yeah. oh, there's nothing out here. I don't know why you're so worried. And then Dan gets killed. And Stevie can hear all of this happening on the yeah. phone. And she's freaking out. <laughs> Which, um, I'd like to point out, the power went out, but the phone is still working. Well, I don't think that, well, in the station it's gone out. I don't think that, you know, just the lights went out, because the town hasn't gone out yet. That's true. I mean, phones are plugged in somewhere. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Fuck it. <laughs> the, the ghosts wanted her to know she I, was next. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> Maybe a backup generator or something. Sure. So we're back at the celebration, and Mrs. Williams is giving a speech, and, you know, it's just more talking to set the scene kind of crap. Yeah, she she goes on to say the, you know, the amazing people that founded our town. Yeah. You know. And then Stevie gets on the radio, and she's, like, telling the police to call her. She's like, call into the station. There's something weird with this fog. 
And the cop calls in, and he's just like, dude. And they're they're starting to talk. But then the lines go down. The fog gets the telephone line. It's a fun shot. And then the fog creeps in, and it takes out all the power in the town. And it's just like, oh, shit. It gets sucked into the generator. Yeah. And then Stevie's panicking. And she's like, oh, Andy. And then she runs downstairs. And she has a generator downstairs. So she's trying to turn it on so that way she can get her lighthouse going. She should have just spoken to it. (laughs) And then we see shots of Andy with the babysitter. And then uh, Nick and Elizabeth, they show up at the weather station. And they're like, whoa, what the hell? And they can hear the radio going on, right? Yeah. And the fog's rolling into Stevie's house. And Stevie's on the radio calling out, anybody, please go over to my house and save my child. Like, she yeah. gives their address on the thing. She's like, you guys got to go save him. So Nick and Elizabeth, they get in the truck to go after Andy. Because they're going to save him. And the fog's rolling into her house. And then the knocks happen. And the babysitter's like, go to your room. Because it's, like, weird. She knows it's weird, yeah. right? And, you know, they're making sure all the windows are closed because, you know, they're like, this is super spooky. So then Andy goes to hide in his room. And the babysitter, she opens the door. And she gets pulled into the fog. Yeah, and and the kid doesn't see it. Yeah, and so she's not shown to be dead, but you can hear her being murdered, like, in the fog. Oh, it's it's great. Someone someone grabs her from the front, and then you see two figures form in in front of her, like, where she would have been. So it's... It's a very, very well done shot of people emerging from there. Yeah, and then we get, you know, uh, the fog starts to seep into the house. And it, they're knocking on the door of Andy's room. And then it starts to break down the room. Like, break down the door of the room. And Stevie's still on the radio crying out for someone to help. And then Nick shows up just in time to save Andy from the room. Like, barely. He smashes the, the window and yeah. he pulls him out. Yeah, and then they're in the car and they can't get the car out because it's like stuck and the fog is starting to close in around the truck and you can see all the figures closing in around the truck. And then they're able to get the truck in gear and it drives off. <laughs> yeah, they drive off in reverse because they couldn't get it to move forward. Yeah. <laughs> and then Stevie's back on the radio and she's like, I'm sorry I didn't come for you. You know, I gotta stay here. I gotta warn everybody what's happening. Right? And then she starts to give a play-by-play of the fog, like where it's moving. Yeah, maybe not Mother of the Year, but certainly DJ of the Year. Yeah, she knows the story. (laughs) She knows how to capitalize. And so she's telling people where it's moving, and it's slowly engulfing the whole town. And Nick's in his car with Elizabeth and Andy, and then we also have Sandy, who's driving Mrs. Williams home. And they're listening to the radio. And both cars are now driving. And she's like, get inside and lock your doors. And if you're outside, you know, get north because it's coming in from the south. She's like, go to the old church. Take this road. It's the only road you can take. And so Nick, Elizabeth, and Andy show up at the church. And then soon after, Sandy and uh, Mrs. Williams, they show up at the church. Yeah, so briefly before that, when they're in town, they have some great uh, shots of the, the fog rolling in. And it looks like it's chasing the cars. Yeah, and it's it's really well done. It's really beautifully shot. They uh, they did it all in reverse. They blew in the fog and had the the car chase it, and then they they showed that footage backwards. It's really really neat. It it's uh, it's a great little thing in filmmaking. That's why we bring Dutch, ladies and gentlemen. Otherwise, I would just glance over all this shit. Because <laughs> I always say I glance over it, right? Because they should be watching these movies anyway. So I can't give up everything, right? You know what I mean? But we bring you in because you're the man. (laughs) You know how it works. So they get to the church and Father Malone's there. And he's just like 
fuck it, like, pretty much. Like, that's where his attitude's at. He's like, yeah, he's we like, can't escape the fog. He's like, we deserve to yeah. die. This town is cursed. <laughs> no, yeah. I'm glad we're all getting what's coming to us. Yeah, and so they're trying to hide out in the basement or somewhere else. They go into, like, another room, and they're kind of blocking the door, and they're trying to hide out. And they're like, we got to get the, the journal. We got to figure out how we can beat this, right? Like, there's got to mm-hmm. be a way to beat this. And, uh... This is one of those simultaneous things that's happening, right? And so Stevie's at the lighthouse, and the fog is coming to the lighthouse, and she has to try to escape the fog, right? And uh, she runs upstairs to the top of the lighthouse, and they're circling, and so she's outside of it. She decides to climb to the very top of the lighthouse, and there's fog people trying to get her. And so she spends her flashes trying to fight off the fog people. Meanwhile, at the church, uh, they read from the book, and they find out that there were six conspirators. And so they start to do the math. And they're like, oh, maybe six people have to die, which means somebody else has to die for this, right? So that's what they're thinking. And then they also find out that the father had so much guilt from uh, from the, the, the stealing of the gold and sinking the ship that they used the gold to build the church. But after that, he stole the rest of it, and he hid it inside the church. Because he's like, if I could give back the money to Blake, I would. And so he's he's hidden the gold, and they find out it's in the church. And uh, they're, they're trying to find it, and they find it where the journal is pretty much. And this is big gold cross. Yeah. And then the, the things from the fog keep breaking windows. They're trying to get in. At one point, they grab Sandy. You know, they're trying to grab her out the window, but they're able to pull her back. And Father Malone, he takes his big cross, and he leaves the, the room they're in, and he goes into the chapel. And uh, there's all the fog people and he's like, Blake, here's your gold. Take your gold back, right? And so he's trying to do that. And then uh, they, they, Blake, assumedly, right? He, yeah. He comes up. He's the guy with the sword. Yeah. And then he grabs, uh, he grabs the cross. And then it starts to illuminate. It's like glowing. It's like oh, along. Yeah, and yeah. Blake's eyes are also glowing. Yeah. And then Nick's able to pull Father Malone off of the cross, and then. The, like light takes over and then the fog starts to dissipate and we're like okay everybody's safe stevie's safe on top of the lighthouse she's able to not die and then uh and then we're back at the church and everyone's happy everyone's empty fine. pews yeah <laughs> and the fog is leaving it's dissipating and they go outside and they can see it's dissipating so everything appears to be fine and then stevie gets back on the horn and she's like it's all good yeah. And then Father Malone goes back into the church by himself. And he's, like, pondering to himself. He's like, why didn't you make six die? Like, why didn't you take me, Blake? Yeah. And as he's, like, moving away, fog comes in under the door. And then he turns, and it's all the fog people. And then credits. Yeah. <laughs> Father Malone got got. So they oh, did yeah. take their sixth. <laughs> well, he and, had to. Yeah, and that's the fog. That's the fog. So um, the thing I really like about this movie is you it's it's one of those it's one of those films that uh, you know you can read a summary you can listen to us talk but you're not going to get the experience unless you see it. Carpenter is a master of his work. Well, I say every movie you got to watch. You got to watch well, all yeah. these. <laughs> but like this one this one in particular because it's so easy to summarize. You know, there's no yeah. there's no frills or joys but it really comes in his in his setup and his uh, shot composition. Yeah. It's incredibly foreboding the the uh, the scene where um, 
where Elizabeth is in the in the autopsy room. Yeah. The boots come down off of the yeah. thing. It's a great, great shot. Um, there's there's so many little things. There's a lot of little foreshadowing that lets you know who the characters are before you actually see them. So so all the exposition is super quick. There's yeah. you know it. They just keep moving. the The film is incredibly fast. It just keeps moving scene for scene for scene. Nothing's wasted. Like you said, budget of a million bucks. Yeah. And Carpenter squeezed every inch yeah. he could out of that million. Yeah. Um, there's a part I like where um, the uh, the DJ, she has her, her sexy, husky voice on every time Steve, she talks. Yeah. And then when she finds out, you know, about the fog, it drops immediately. Yeah, she's like, fuck. <laughs> yeah, and that's when, that's when the movie kicks into high gear. Yeah. Um, yeah. I just I really enjoyed this film. It I was a lot it, of man. it was a lot of fun to watch. I, when I was a kid, I watched this. Mm-hmm. And it fucked me up. I couldn't watch this forever. And then of course, my family being sarcastic as we are, we always do the knocks. Like we do four knocks all the time, just all the time because we're maniacs. <laughs> That's evil, especially when it's foggy outside. Oh yeah, it's like oh you, man. Like so, for a while, could you like not be around fog? Yeah, it's like legit. Like the first time I watched this, right? Like you couldn't go to England. Or yeah, like. but no, like. Uh, <laughs> When I used to live in Ukaipa, right? Uh-huh. It was like foggy a bunch. And so it freaked me out. I was yeah. like, oh, fuck this, man. <laughs> and so, yeah, anytime when I was a kid, there was fog. And now we joke and I didn't think it's fun. But like, yeah. when you're a kid, this movie's terrifying. You know what I mean? No, I could see. Yeah. Like, if I saw this when I was, I don't know, let's say seven. Yeah. Like, yeah, that would have, that would have an impact yeah. on me. Oh, it's awesome. So hi, I would highly recommend it, as I always would, right? Except for open water. Because <laughs> <laughs> I try to bring great movies. But, yeah, highly recommend it. Uh, if you can find it, definitely watch it. There's a shitty remake. Not that great. So watch the original. And then if you like the original, I guess give the remake a shot. Because that's my general rule with remakes. Or you can uh, find the novelization. Yeah. I always try to watch I try to watch the original. And then I watch the remake. Just to see how bad the remake is. Yeah. <laughs> and that's not just horror. It's any genre. Is there a novelization of this? There is. It, oh, okay. uh, it goes a little further into the story. Um, yeah. Because... There were one or two loose ends floating around. Like, uh, we never saw the reveal of the statue they were hyping up. Yeah, well, I just think that's not consequential. Yeah, it probably, I don't know. There's just a few little things, like the town people just disappeared. But, you know, you only got a million bucks. You got to make it, you know. It's it's great. I love this movie. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Carpenter and Deborah Hill wrote it. How could it not be a great movie, right? Yeah. All right. So, yeah, I would recommend it. You going to recommend it? Oh, hell yeah. That's a great movie. All right, people. That's our review of The Fog. As always, I got to do this at the end of the show. They expect me to. Uh, you can find us on the Facebook. You get on Facebook, you hit the little search bar thing. You put at DTZ, the pod people. It'll get you right to that page, right? And then once you're there, you can talk to us by uh, commenting on any of our links or sending us direct messages on there. Or you can even find your email through the Facebook. So... I mean, I would say get to it. We'll also put the link to the Facebook in the description of this episode, as we always do. All right, guys. That was The Fog. Happy Halloween. I know it's early, but I love you. It's We're doing a whole month of Halloween, because that's how we work over here. Keep it spooky, kids. We will talk to you next time. Have a good one. Take care of yourselves. Bye. <laughs>